Welcome to I Used to Be a Therapist. I am so glad you're here and joining me today. I have a treat for you today. We are going to talk about one of my favorite topics, creating vision and goals. I love talking about goals. And honestly, there is no one better to talk about the subject with me than my guest today. Today, I get to share a conversation that I had with one of my favorite people on this earth, Susan Davis. I've known Susan for lots of years, and I can't wait for you to get to know her too. She is a therapist from Dallas, Oregon. She has done individual therapy, which included equine therapy for a long time. And now she has a practice, and now she's moving into the life and personal coaching world, helping other people cast visions and create goals. I love all that she is doing. She is creative and fun and has wisdom to share that I know will add value to your day. I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. Let's listen in. My name is Dr. Wendy Bruton, and I used to be a therapist. Welcome to my podcast. Leaving my career as a therapist, business owner, and counselor educator was a big risk. But now, as an author, coach, entrepreneur, and podcast host, I am fulfilling my passion to help people move forward toward an essentially better life. Each episode is filled with stories, information, and ideas that I know will be valuable to your life and to the lives you touch. So if you need a therapist, or just someone who used to be a therapist, I know that this is a place that you will feel valued, valuable, and learn to move forward from what you used to be. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, Susan. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for joining me on my podcast. We've been wanting to do this for a while. Yeah, thank you, Wendy. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to it for a really long time. Good. I'm so glad you're here. We are going to talk about vision, which is sort of one of your favorite topics, favorite topics, (laughs) right? So we're going to talk about vision today. Um, But before that, I want to have you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live, what you do, all that stuff. Sure. So my name is Susan and I live um, near Salem, Oregon, and I started my career as a mental health counselor, and I'm in the process of transitioning to doing life coaching. So right now I do both. And I also have had a long career working as a professional horse trainer and riding instructor. So I love just getting out and playing at the barn. It's a lot of fun. I love that. I love all the things that you do. I mean, you have done lots of therapy with your horses. Yeah, I have. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. Um, But you're kind of transitioning now. Yep. We're going to hear some more about that, I think. Mm -hmm. So I've been asking everybody this season why they became a therapist or counselor. Yeah. Well, so that's a great question. I became a therapist. Um, I got into the field of counseling kind of because I had this vision for how I wanted to help people. And the folks around me said, counseling. So I kind of just went where they sent me with their vision for my life. Mm -hmm. And then after I got into it, I realized this isn't really what I 
was looking for or what I thought I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, it was working with a different kind of people on different kinds of issues. So from the time I was like in elementary school, middle school, I always have been really passionate about helping the people around me to kind of become the best that they can be. And how do they, how do you take something that's good and make it even greater and help them really get more intentional and being what I call on mission. Mm -hmm. When I got into the world of counseling, most of my clients are really far away from being able to do that. That's not where their functioning level is. Mm -hmm. And they need a lot of help to get there. And many of them in our work together, we never get there. Yeah. Sometimes those folks that you see in specific areas of counseling, not all counseling, but specific areas of counseling, can we, you really want to get them up to just the basic level. So like a minimally adequate is what I would say sometimes, (laughs) you know, just kind of back to normal, Mm -hmm. right? Whatever normal is. And I'm putting that in air quotes, but as far as getting people on mission and, and taking what's good and making it great, Mm -hmm. that is, it's hard to find a place to do that in counseling. Yeah. It's very much the, much more a coaching thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of where the world of coaching starts is at that baseline at Mm -hmm. quote unquote normal. Mm -hmm. And then where do you want to go from here? The possibilities are endless. Mm -hmm. It kind of drove me crazy. Um, doing work in some areas of counseling where you you get clients up to normal and they're functioning okay. And then that's when you have to close up and be done with them. Sure. And it's like, wait, this is where I wanted to start. Right. There's so much more they can do. Yeah. Cause it's really yeah. focused on problems. Mm-hmm. And then once the problems are, are resolved, then it's not about getting to the best you, you can be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you've kind of transitioned now. I mean, you're Mm -hmm. in the process of transitioning to being a coach. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've been coaching people for a little over a year now Mm -hmm. and I'm just growing my coaching practice all the time. So, well, how do you do that? Do you do it online? Do you do it in person? How does that work? Um, a little bit of both. Most of my clients I see virtually and they live all over. Um, Mm -hmm. but for the few locals that are around here, I do meet with them in person. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to talk about vision and how to move yourself from someplace where you are to someplace where you really want to be. And maybe even creating that, that idea of where you want to go, right? Yeah, exactly. That's hard to do sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, um, absolutely. You're a little unique in this group of my, in my third season series in that you use essential oils a lot personally and professionally. Yes, I do. And, and with the horses. And with your horses. <laughs> that's right. And so we're going to talk, we're going to talk oils today mm-hmm. even and how you use them and what you like to use. But we, this week is specifically about Envision, that oil blend. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, absolutely. So um, one of the questions you sent me ahead of time goes in with that, which is, you know, what is vision mm-hmm. and what isn't it? And um, so for me, this is kind of one of those terms that I think we use a lot, but it means something different to a lot of different people. And so for me, vision 
incorporates your picture for the future and also your beliefs and feelings that go with that picture. So like your expectations for what that will feel like and and look like when you get there. So for example, people might say they have a vision for the future of I want to, you know, have a million dollars and live on a yacht and then when you ask them what they actually believe about that vision, well they don't think it's possible for them. Sure. Or maybe when what they feel when they think about that picture really closely is, well, actually it feels like it would be a lot of pressure and a lot of work and and so it's uncomfortable. That's what I would call a disempowering vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when you're trying to form a, an empowering vision for the future, you really want something that connects your emotions with your thoughts about what it might look like. And the essential oil blend in vision is geared to specifically help you do that. So it, it is designed by Gary Young to connect kind of the emotional center of your brain and the planning center of your brain so that they can work together to come up with something that feels good and makes sense to you. That's fascinating. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Well, maybe we'll talk more about that, but I want Mm -hmm. to go into really defining that word vision. Mm -hmm. So tell me more, how would you define it, what it is and what it is not? Yeah. So I'll start with what it's not. Vision is not a dream. So, um, a dream is, you know, again, to me and, you know, people can argue with me and define these differently, but to me, a dream is like something that I think would be really cool, Mm -hmm. but I'm not necessarily like the yacht and a million dollars. dollars. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I'm not necessarily like aiming at that. I'm not, um, gearing my life around trying to get that. I don't expect to actually have it. Mm-hmm. Whereas a vision is more like what you're aiming at for your future and what you actually expect to get. Do you really genuinely believe that you're going to be able to pull that off, put it together to get there someday? And mm-hmm. y- you can have a vision for any area of your life or any timeline. You can have a vision for what next week's going to look like or the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. But what do you, what do you truly expect and believe that that's going to look like? And I think that's an important distinction from a dream, which would be cool, but I don't expect that I'll actually get it because I don't do anything to work at it if I don't expect to actually get it. Right. I mean, do you think vision has some, some risk in it? Absolutely. It, 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 like, like you could fail. Yeah. It has huge risk in it. Um, I think to really own a vision, you you kind of have to stake part of your identity on it. Of that's who I'm going to become, and that's the life I'm going to create. And so there's an enormous amount of risk there. Then because what if it doesn't work? There's so many factors outside my control. Mm-hmm. Then I might not know who I am if I lose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the bigger the vision, the more risk of losing your, you know, pieces of your identity. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. I like that. Why do you think it's important for our mental health to 
create vision. I mean, real Mm -hmm. vision for our life. Absolutely. I think it's so important because if you don't aim at anything, then you're going to end up with the life that other people aim you at. And so you're going to just have a hodgepodge of whatever the people and organizations around you envision for your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and having, I, I really believe that what we envision for the future has an enormous amount of emotional energy to it that really pulls us forward or shuts us down. Mm-hmm. So for instance, if you're envisioning a future for yourself that seems like it's going to be sad and difficult and you have to just be constantly striving and working hard all the time to barely keep it together, then that's not very motivating. You don't feel like excited to get up and go do it and make it happen when you think about it. And so as you go through your days and weeks, it's just this constant drain. There's not a lot of of pull to get up and go to work because mm-hmm. why would I want to work hard to build that? So does everybody have vision? I think they do. I think everybody has a vision for their future. They just may not be very conscientious about mm-hmm. what it is. And so a lot of people will s- say when I talk to them, like, you know, oh, I don't have a vision for my future. I lost mine. And 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 I think if you can get past the wording and ask the right questions, they have some kind of a picture for what their future is going to be. Mm-hmm. and there's always feelings that go with it. Sure. And it, it doesn't have to be a positive vision, right? No, it could, it could be full of dread. Yeah. It could be a really negative vision or a, mm-hmm. a vision of just going nowhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Staying the same. That is the vision that you have for your life. Absolutely. I think the common example um, would be, you know, somebody who's been working in a job or trying to raise kids or something, you know, working on a project, something for a few years and they don't really see any end in sight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to keep working this hard for the next 25, 30 years just to keep what I have and not even get anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so that's really draining mm-hmm. and it creates this anxiety and this depression in people that I see all the time mm-hmm. where they they just have no spark of life in them really to to pull them forward to jump up out of bed in the morning and keep going yeah and so because that's they're working toward their vision exactly no matter what that is what that is yeah yeah that is that's interesting Uh, you know my dad he used to have this he was a teacher in seventh grade and he Mm -hmm. I was in his seventh grade class and in his classroom when I was in there it had this poster and I always remember it. And I like, it was just something I thought was quite interesting at the time. And so I guess it stuck with me, but this poster that said, if you don't know where you're going, you'll end up somewhere else. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it kind, you know, it doesn't really make sense if you, <laughs> but, but in so many ways, it's very true mm-hmm. that if you don't know where you're going, you're going to end up somewhere where you didn't know where you were going. Right. And it won't be where you wanted to be. Yeah. And, and so vision comes with it, I think is what kind of what you're saying is that it comes with 
some intentionality. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you want to have a positive vision for your future. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. I think vision, having a strong, clear vision for your future too, um, the more specific, the better, because that helps make decisions and give direction when you don't know what to do. An opportunity comes along. Sometimes it's really hard to choose between, you know, bad and worse or two good things. And if you have a clear vision for the future you're trying to get to, then that really helps a lot in kind of giving you some more direction of what do I say yes to? What do I say no to? What do I want to work at? What do I want to enjoy, but not throw too much energy into Mm -hmm. that sort of thing? Yeah, it is your end goal. And so you always want to be working and moving in Mm -hmm. that direction. So all of your decisions are based around that. Absolutely. When you can be real clear about it. Yeah. How do you get it? That's a great question. And that's where, um, when I'm working with people, we tend to use the Envision essential oil a lot. Um, When folks feel like they really don't have an empowered vision for their future, then we start there and with some Q&A, either through journaling or um, coaching, just getting with somebody who can ask good questions. And this is where Um, really almost any coach worth their salt is going to be really helpful to just have a conversation with them about what it is that you're trying to build and where you want to get to. And people usually don't know at first, but you always know some piece of it. So I try to find that piece and then start there. Maybe you know what you want to feel like in the future, or maybe you know what you want your family life to look like. Mm -hmm. So whatever that one piece is that you are clear on, we'll start with that and then build around it. That's really a great idea Mm -hmm. because I think there are, I I would imagine most people, they can feel unsettled where they're at and they can feel like this isn't where I want to be. And I know I want to be somewhere else, but I'm not sure where that somewhere else is. I don't know what it's going to look like in the future, but I know I want to feel different, right? Yes. They become complacent or they become stuck and feeling stuck where they're at mm-hmm. and they want to go somewhere else. Yeah. And to to grow and be the best version of themselves, but yeah. creating that vision is very difficult sometimes. Absolutely. I use the metaphor of um kind of like being lost in the woods. Mm. Um sometimes life can happen to us. Um, and I'm speaking out of both personal experience and from working with clients that life can happen that kind of leaves us feeling like we are dizzy and lost in the middle of the woods. And I don't even know which way is up. (laughs) And absolutely. And I don't even know which way I want to go from here. Mm -hmm. And so helping people to be able to move from that place, you first have to create a vision for what's possible and where you could want to go. And it usually starts with how you want to feel and who you want to be. What kind of person do you want to become? The characteristics of the person. Yeah, exactly. And then we can think about, okay, so imagine yourself being that person, Mm -hmm. feeling that way. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Who are you doing it with? 
Where are you? Now, then some of the pieces can start to come together and we can get a destination kind of figured out. And it might be really vague, like, well, I know I want to go south. Okay, mm-hmm. that's something. So then when you start mapping a course and moving south, then it gets more clear. Oh, I tried going southwest and I didn't really like that. So we can renegotiate and go just a little bit south southwest oh this is better this is more me okay so it's kind of a combination of having that picture of where i want to go and then taking some action toward it and in the process of taking that action the picture of where you want to go gets more clear mm-hmm. and sometimes it changes mm-hmm. does that is that okay that is totally okay it's it's a i think it's great when that picture changes because it's becoming more you and sometimes Mm -hmm. the vision we have is a vision for a season and it's okay that we didn't maybe achieve it fully but in moving towards it it changed who we are and what we have around us Mm -hmm. and that put us in a different place so that when we change our vision we are journeying from a different place sure that's really true And you use all of the skills and the resources and everything you gained getting to that place. Absolutely. To go somewhere else. I love that. Okay. So there, those were some things that you use. You talked about using Envision Oil. Mm-hmm. You talked about just kind of asking bunches of questions and leading toward where you create a vision. But what have you found helpful for yourself? Anything else that you found helpful for yourself specifically yeah. or your clients? I'm so glad you asked that. So the third piece of the um, sort of the triangle there that I found really helpful and critical is it, getting yourself exposed to different ways of thinking. So getting around people mm. who think different from you, getting around people who have a clear vision for what they're doing, even if you don't want to do what they're doing, the way they think is kind of infectious mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, that energy that they have. I know there was a time in my life where I was super struggling when I had a strong vision for what I wanted to do and life happened and it kind of shattered that but I didn't know what else I wanted to build and just taking timeouts to get with people who had a strong vision and interviewing them for, you know, what are you, what is your vision for your future, for your family, for your company? And then how did you find that? And, and just rubbing shoulders with those people and talking with them was inspiring. And it really helped me to get clarity for my vision. Mm-hmm. So getting around some different people is mm-hmm. really huge and important for that. And I like what you said about even if your your vision isn't the same as theirs and yeah. even if you don't agree with that. I mean it's right. just really the mindset, mm-hmm. right? Of the way people think who have very clear vision is different. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I like that. So Are there some other tangible things that people could do who say, you know, maybe there's somebody out there listening right now and says, they say, I need to create a vision for my life. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I need to get my stuff together and like figure out where I want to go. What are some steps that they can take and tangible things they can do? Yeah, that's a great question. So one thing that you can do 
you can start on like even right now if you're like driving in the car or doing dishes or however you're listening to this podcast you can start to think through the question that I ask almost all of my clients what are three words that describe the person you want to become mm. think about that the person you want to be in life and the impact you want to make on the world around you what kind of presence do you want to bring when you show up places what kind of legacy do you want to leave when you die? If you could think about that person and use three words to describe them, what would those three words be? Mm. And what it, do you do with the three words? Yeah. Um, so what we do with the three words is you get them in front of you <laughs> all the time to remind you to be that person. Uh-huh. We define them really clearly of what what does this mean to me? What does this look like? So for instance, one of my three words is love. That is a really vague word that means a lot of things. And so, (laughs) yeah. So you have to get clear on what does that mean for me? Mm -hmm. And then you do an important part of vision work, which is you find a way to touch it every day a little bit. So you can set up reminders for yourself. Like for me, I have affirmations I do in the morning or I write myself notes on like the mirrors in my house so that I just see them when I walk by. It's like my version of a dry erase board. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They're they're good dry erase boards. Yeah, it's fun. Um, And so then it just reminds me like, okay, so how can I be a little bit more loving today? How can I, how can I bring that into my day? Mm -hmm. And then when I think that through, I'm getting more intentional. And then when I take action on it, maybe it's sending someone a card or I really want to stop and connect with this friend, even though I'm only going to see her for a few minutes, whatever that is. Like, Then at the end of the day, I can feel like I was being that. So I'm living out my vision and I'm creating it by taking action on it every day. I like that. Okay. Is there anything else? What's another one? (laughs) I got lots. (laughs) I know you do. (laughs) I want to hear some more. (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, another one that I do, if you're really struggling to get any kind of vision for your future, that's anything but dreary. Yes. Then I really would encourage you to pick up um, a bottle of Envision and every day, Take, have a time out, whether that's like after your morning coffee time or before you go to bed, whatever that looks like for you and spend 10 minutes a day, just put a drop on your hands, cup it over your nose and breathe it in deeply and think about what you might want your future to look like. Even if it's something as ridiculously specific and not that important to you, like what kind of dog I want to have or like what kind of car I want to drive, like just anything because the oil will help you to form that vision but it will also is very good for building self-esteem mm-hmm. usually when people struggle to form a vision the reason that they're struggling with that is they either believe they're not capable of having what they of getting what they want or they're not worthy of having it mm. and so the Envision Essential Oil will help boost your self-esteem and, and address those a little bit for you. Mm-hmm. But again, working with a coach or a counselor 
can really be a good way to get to the bottom of why do I believe that I'm not worthy of this dream or that I'm not capable? Because mm-hmm. that came from somewhere. You weren't born thinking that. At least yeah. that's what I believe. So having someone who can work with you to help you get to the bottom of that mm-hmm. and then address it and shift it will be life-changing for you. Mm-hmm. I promise it will. Yeah. We had talked a little bit, just what you were just talking about reminded me, um, we were talking before our interview about AFT mm-hmm. Yeah, and how AFT, which is aroma freedom technique. And if you don't know what that is, go listen to the podcast I have with Dr. Benjamin Perkis, who is the creator of aroma freedom technique. And he'll talk to you about the science behind using essential oils to kind of to get you unstuck from those places and to change the way that we think. Mm -hmm. And um, many of you out there, I know, know of Dr. Daniel Amond and Daniel Amond, he, Dr. Amond talks a lot about using aroma, using oils, essential Mm -hmm. oils, uh, aromatherapy to actually calm down the limbic system in our brain. And that, the, the limbic system is is responsible for the way that we feel about ourselves. I mean, among amongst many other things it's responsible for, <laughs> yes. but it, it is responsible for that. And so using these aromas or using mm-hmm. these oils can be really, really effective in changing actually the functionality of our brain so that we can think clearly and we can feel clearly, right? Yes, yes. Um and have the ability to own our vision and absolutely uh, and create it in a in a clearer way. I've had clients that have struggled to even claim a vision mm-hmm. for months until we finally um kind of got down to like oh, this is kind of a core belief that about that I have about myself or about the world around me that's driving my my feelings around this issue and then honest to goodness even in one aroma freedom session seeing a massive transformation they come back in the next week and they have formed a vision written it down and started taking action on it all by themselves mm-hmm. and and then they're surprised when i pointed out to them that they did that yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's fascinating. Because it's that, it's like that impactful. Mm-hmm. It's it's very fascinating. It is really interesting how the, like natural remedies like yeah. that, right? We we think that we need something different, but sometimes it's really, really cool that we can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, that we've been given everything we need. Yeah. When done well, it literally changes the way your brain wires and fires. Yeah, it does. So yeah. that's very cool. Okay. Is there anything else that you would like to say about vision before we move on? So um, I think another reason vision is so important for our mental health is it really can build resilience. Mm. It doesn't matter what we're doing in life or what our goals are or aren't. There is going to be crap that comes your way. Mm -hmm. And when you have a clear vision for where you're going, that can really help to um, anchor you in the storm as things are coming around, you've got like a fixed point to focus on 
And so you just recalculate to navigate around the down trees and the mm-hmm. rivers and boulders and everything else that gets in the way because that's where I'm going. So you can be pretty resilient that mm-hmm. way. But when you don't have anything to guide you and then the least little obstacle comes up, it can feel like just absolutely a tsunami blowing you halfway across the ocean because you have nothing to anchor you or keep you focused. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know exactly what that end point is and you're not really bought into it, mm-hmm. it can feel like when things like that happen that you were going the wrong direction. Yeah. And it's it gives you an out. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's right when you create vision, it does increase your resilience. Yeah. That's that's a really healthy thing. Mhm. Absolutely. Okay, well let's move on. I want to hear uh some more about your practice a little bit. How people can get in touch with you. I know that they're going to want to now and where we can find you. Well, the best place to connect with me is on Facebook. I'm on there like every day. Uh (laughs) And um, so it's just at Susan Davis from Dallas, Oregon. Mm -hmm. And I have a group in the works that I haven't launched yet as of this podcast recording, but it's almost close. So it should be by the end of this year. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you have a pod, you have a group. I do. Yep. Yep. And there's a whole bunch of, um, little like video trainings in there that kind of talk you through some of this process for creating your own vision when you are struggling to put one together. So, um, you can kind of go through them at your own pace and it's specifically built for people who feel like they don't know what their mission is. They don't know where they're going and they need help getting clear on that. So that's exciting. Yeah. Well, I will put all of that information in the show notes and ways to get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. So, and if people are interested in AFT, they certainly could reach out to you. Absolutely. They can reach out to me. We both do AFT, um, Roma Freedom techniques with our clients. So, Those are great. And for those not on Facebook, you can always shoot me an email at mapletreestables at gmail.com. Great. I will put that link also in the show notes. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now I'm going to ask the last three questions that I ask everybody on my podcast. Awesome. Um, So the first one is an event that changed you. I will say... I thought a lot about this because there have been a lot of events in my life that changed me, but I think the most bang for my buck came when I started coaching for the first time in my life. I had been through school as a counselor. I had been in counseling, and um, I think coaching where we were not just reacting to what was happening in my life, but creating a vision and designing a map for how to get there really changed so many things for me because I learned how to think differently and I learned how to believe differently about myself and what I was capable of Mm -hmm. um, in a way that nothing else in my life had really taught me before. So that was a huge, it was a, it was a small day that led to a lot of big changes. That's great. I love that. Okay. Second question is a person who changed you. 
I'm looking at her. (laughs) So getting to know you, Wendy, changed me enormously because, I mean, as I look on my life, like from where I was at before I met you and then now, seriously, like half of the things that I do and the people that I know and love and so much of my life has come directly out of knowing you, the things I learned from you and the people that I met through you. And so oh, that just makes me cry a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I just love you too. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. You're the best. Well, so sweet. Okay. Last one. Mm-hmm. A book that changed you. High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. Okay. Oh, man. If you haven't read that book, you need to. Uh huh. <laughs> you need to read that book. Yes. And if you're struggling to get a vision for your life, start with the chapter on clarity. There you go. <laughs> that is an amazing book. I will put that link in the show notes too. Yes. And Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was my honor. I'm so glad we got to do this. I have been wanting to, like we, like I said before, I've been wanting to have you on my podcast for a long time. And this seemed like the perfect thing for you to be talking about. Absolutely. It's, it's my pleasure and probably have you here again. (laughs) I would love that. I just love having these conversations with you, Wendy. All right. Well, we'll talk soon. Thanks. Bye. I'm so glad you joined us. Make sure to subscribe so you can get all the episodes and you can help support our podcast by clicking the support button in the show notes or going to our website, essentiallybetterlife.com. Follow me on social at Essentially Better Life and check out my website for all kinds of information on business and personal coaching, my book, and even some great stuff on essential oils. Thanks for listening. Blessings and be well, my friends.